Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. everybody and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hell World. I am your host, Mike Grains, aka Poker and Politics, and I am joined as always by Sarge. Hello from the internet. And the mysterious L. Hello, my beautiful babies. And, and before we get started, I, I gotta say, after last week I thought about it, uh the, I I referenced Castlevania and like you know talking about our new theme. And I was just like, you know, is that a criticism? What is Castlevania if not a hell world? And I was just like, okay, I can kind of see. I kind of see where that was going. Anyway, <laughs> hi, beautiful babies. <laughs> that was I, I, just the, the aggressive off-ramping from the very start. That That is our trademark, our particular brand of, of unrelenting professionalism. I feel like but, I wanted to get DJ Minimal Efforts, like, you know, I, want, I wanted to get my slate clean with him at the beginning. I read my ledger. I need to clean it out. That is fair. That is a fair point, and we appreciate DJ, DJ Minimal Effort and his minimal effort on all the stuff he does for everybody. Uh, so this week, uh, we have uh, all kinds of news involving our beloved uh, alleged president, uh, Joe Biden, and uh, we have other just random kerfluffles going on in the world. But uh, most importantly, we have the big HBO expose on QAnon. And uh, is it a good thing? Q-spose. Is it a bad thing? Yeah, Q-spose. Yeah, I'm yes. going to bring that to the table. Motion to the table, Q-spose. Ooh, Boom. and that hot drill. Oh, yeah. Yeah, got some, yeah. Got some people working on some tile in the background. Just classic podcast shit. 2021, yes. same as 2020 was, it turns out. Yep, home maintenance is a very important part of all podcasts nowadays. Anyway, so, enough of that shit. Here comes our content warning. Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon. 
which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Uh, so yeah, uh, just going into the dumb little minutia of monitoring QAnon right now, the current hot grifter on grifter action between the old guard or what I like to mockingly refer to as serious QAnon and uh, Ghost Ezra, uh, their little uh, spat is uh, continuing to escalate as uh, Jordan Sather and CJ Truth have both come out against Ghost. And uh, then Ghost came out against some fake JFK Jr. Lives account. So it's just this giant uh, gif of Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man screaming about, you're the fraud. No, you're the fraud. And I'm just hoping that that fake JFK Jr. account will come around and call Jordan Sather a piece of shit and a grifter and a fraud. So they can just complete the circle of saying that everybody else is a fucking liar. And I'm the honest one. I'm the one giving it to you straight. I, I mean, I, I do love watching these people divide themselves. It's it's very satisfying in a way that uh, I'm sure there's a German word for it that I don't know. <laughs> I still don't understand the JFK Jr. thing. We're when we were watching, I the, understand he is supposed to be dead, but he's not. <laughs> they they glossed over it real quick in the the Q's pose with Jordan Sather featuring one Jordan Sather. Because all, all those conspiracy theories are the exact fucking same. It's like, oh, what's the deal with the Tupac is alive uh, conspiracy? And it's like, what they, they think Tupac is alive. It's like the end. Yeah. Well, the thing with, the thing with QAnon was when Q took one of his very long breaks, some guy named R jumped in and basically claimed to be JFK Jr. And then when Q grabbed back the wheel of the <laughs> bullshit posting on the Chan boards, someone was like, hey, is R legitimate? And Q was like, no, fuck that guy. He's a dumb piece of shit. And then later on, someone was like, hey, Q, the JFK Jr. stuff, good, bad, indifferent? And Q was like, nope, JFK Jr., totally fucking dead. And that created an actual schism in the community because there were JFK Jr. truthers who didn't want to hear that shit from Q. So well, Q has to say that JFK Jr. is dead. How can, how can Q compete with that many letters? That's five letters. That's like five individual letters. JFK, JR. I mean, come on. Like, it's, you, you got, you got the numbers. Can you, you even got, imagine what level of clearance that gives him? Oh my god. He's got that's, the telepathic implant that lets him launch nukes at any moment. That's that's how that's how secret that clearance would be. He's, he 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 was the end result of the MK Ultra program. He's got yes. the actual juice. <laughs> he is literally a god on earth. Uh, so yeah, these dumb grifters are just pissing and moaning and whining at each other, and it's it's great. It's 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 just absolutely great to see. I what I what I can't wait for is the day when Lynn Wood just like just whips his dick out, just like smacks all of them and calls everyone else frauds, and only Lynn Wood is Q's bestest friend in the whole world. And that would that would just be the greatest moment because like Lynn Wood's playing it like smooth, where he doesn't actually go full QAnon on his on his posts, but he winks and nods at those people, and it's all that's all QAnon needs to feel happy and validated. But and then, uh, uh, yeah, and and then uh, Trump can denounce Lynn, and we can be all Qui Gon Jen and be like, "There's always a bigger fish." <laughs> that, would be, that would be so great. And then the Pope if, can denounce Trump, and then God himself could come down to denounce the Pope, and then the universe could manifest and denounce God. Oh no! I think I'm pretty sure I read that in a Hulk comic. Like that was. Yeah. 
and, and wants God to a non-believer who doesn't believe in anything. So yes, we are we're going we're just going all the way around here back to Kanye, who's obviously the biggest of all things. We just, uh, we just, just made the, a, the prophet Kanye. His words are timeless. We just yes. made a Reddit post by committee. <laughs> oh God, yeah, Reddit Reddit got spicy last night over dumb stuff that I didn't know anything about until everyone got angry about it, and now I don't even care anymore about any of it. But wow, that was. That was, Dude, a, that was a, that was a thrilling story. What a ride. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't it, though? Wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> there oh, were some man. things happening on Reddit, and I cared. And then I didn't care. And then I took a nap. And then I got up from the nap, and Reddit was still there, and they were saying dumb things. And then I cared again. Now I don't care. There might be another nap in my future. <laughs> I want another nap so fucking bad. You have no idea. Oh, you guys are denying me the nap, and it kind of sucks, but that's life. We're, we're just going to power through, and I'm going to power to the news. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. So, All right. What do we got yes. first? We've got Sidney Powell is back, and the Kraken is dead, because no one should have ever believed in the Kraken. Please stop suing Sydney. Uh, yeah, so our beloved... The, the Tucker uh, Carlson maneuver uh, also yeah. is the Alex Jones maneuver. <laughs> yeah. So Sydney Powell ate a bowl of chili and forgot that she had said all these terrible things about Dominion. Uh, Alex Jones, deep cut for all you lunatics that follow that shit. But uh, Sydney has come out with her defense against the billion-dollar lawsuit filed by Dominion against her which is that she uh, no one could believe that the bullshit she was saying was true. Uh, the fact that she actually used this bullshit in actual legal filings uh, makes this uh, interesting to see if it's a, it's an actual defense you can use when you have done these things already in court where you claimed your secret source, the mysterious spider or whoever else was uh, someone working for you uh, trying to get to the bottom of Dominion's corruption and other criminality. But in the end, you you would think that this sort of legal defense would, would be a person like, you know, taking a knee on their career and just calling it a rap. But man, that is demonstrably not true. Like, yeah, the, the 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 fan base for these people they literally don't care if they see the wizard behind the curtain they just don't give a shit they're just like oh nice wizard okay can I get back to like talking to the the big floating green head like like I I do not care about that man pull, pull the curtain back and allow me to just continue talking to the head uh, there there was an episode of your pretty face is going to hell where Satan takes over for Rush Limbaugh Alex Jones their insert. And at the end is revealed to be literal Satan on live TV and then goes off to do another interview. And the Gary, the main character is like, they know you're literal Satan. And he goes, yeah, they, they just don't care. It's the whole setup for the whole joke is they they don't care what these people are. Yeah, and and, and this is what what Alex Jones did. Tucker didn't do this so much. Tucker just quietly made his case before the law, and then got away, and then just like went back to doing his bullshit. But Alex will actually come out and say everything I said about me being a performance artist was bullshit. I just did that to work around the case. I truly do believe all the shit I say. I am insane. I am totally gone and fighting the literal Christian devil and all that other good stuff. <laughs> so, uh, like he, this is, his act is just, 
the it, it, his act is pro wrestling. Is that his act is kayfabe, where he's everything I say is real, and when I have to go to court and say it's fake, I'm only doing that to protect myself, so I can come back out here and tell you the cold hard facts and the truth of the world. So he's just completely full of shit at all times. Which is why I really hope when the Sandy Hook lawsuits go through later this year, they destroy him and take every nickel of that man's money. Oh man, I I can't wait. Uh, <laughs> us and the uh, the knowledge fight guys are just going to have a party. Not that we know them, that'd be great. Get in touch, knowledge fight. But, uh, <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah. Has Sydney Powell been on any? Has any? Anyone interviewed her that isn't like Patriot Soapbox? Like, I'm sure she's done the rounds in these in those kinds of communities. I haven't heard her on any Alex Jones based uh, networks, but this thing that she's doing is it's so hilarious because QAnon has had to try to explain why uh, she did this and. Uh, Tracy Beans uh, came out of mothballs to say that this is a brilliant leggy strategy. That was the actual word question mark she used <laughs> to describe this. Um, the Flynn family, the, the Flynn family came out and said that Sidney Powell never called the people that believed her in her morons. And that it is fake news that she did this, even though again, when you read her motion to dismiss, it is absolutely what she said. So you have the grifter community rallying around one of their own and reassuring us that old Sydney didn't really mean it when she called everyone who was giving her money and thought the Kraken was really going to overturn the election, calling them all a bunch of fucking clowns. And it's really, it's, they just, they're gluttons for punishment. They don't care. There's no amount of shame and humiliation you can inflict on these people that will make them give up on what they believe in. It's part of the ritual is to be shamed, to be ostracized. Honestly, be- I think we've, I think what I've learned the most from Q and, and other conspiracy theory shit is just, uh, and, you know, just conservatives in general, is that, man, is, is there anyone easier to trick in the world than the white man? White white people are just so easy to to pull one over on. It's just it's like baked into our culture. You know what I mean? Like the idea of like getting grifted, like oh somebody just taking you for a ride and all that shit. It's just like man, we're just so easy to trick. God, what's what's, yeah, what's wrong with us? How did we get? How did we get in charge of so much of the world? <laughs> when, with the when we're obvious of like the the singer lady, there was only white people. The the black singer, there were only white people in the, the Q Spose. Yeah. It, it's a and, very and, white and, documentary. <laughs> and, and and the black singer lady wasn't even a QAnon supporter. She was just a Trump supporter. She had the MAGA dress and stuff like that. And I mean, she, yeah, there are really no uh actual uh QAnon promoters I can think of that aren't bleach white. I mean, it's uh incredibly uh homogeneous genius uh, mix of white people and more white people with a side order of white folk that are off conning people about this nonsense. And it's really, and I mean, it's just the whole Republican party is just one giant grift based off of, uh, white people being scared they're about they're losing their place in society and they know what it's like to 
be on top because they think they're on top right now and they're terrified of what it's like to not be on top because they know what they're doing to other people. They're just like, oh no, when when whites aren't the majority anymore, the bad stuff's going to happen to us. The cops are going to shoot us when we're unarmed and all this other stuff. And it's like, calm down, white people. White people are still going to have most of the money. We're still going to have disproportionate disproportionate representation. Things are going to be good for team white folk. But that fear that you're not going to skate by on your lily white skin and your white dick that, that, that isn't going to just entitle you to a better life forever. It really has these people frazzled. It has them like so worried. And that's why they run to daddy Trump to save them and keep them quote unquote in power as it were. It would be so much easier to, to just have a good laugh at all these dum-dums if it weren't for the, the abundant amount of guns and ammunition in the country. I mean, my goodness. And the capital storming, you know. Yeah, there's, there's the fact that they are violent people who obviously can be provoked to action if it ever comes down to it. That like this is a this is a way to handle things. They look at. I mean, look at all the voter suppression we're seeing in all the Republican-controlled states right now. They're making it clearer and clearer that as time goes on and as white vote share goes down in America and non-white vote share goes up, that the way to handle that is to make voting not matter anymore. Just, yeah, uh, yeah Jim, we're just... Jim Crow 2, electric boogaloo. Yeah, we're like, yeah, we're not going to have a second civil war. We're just going to have a second uh, reconstruction, a, a second failed reconstruction where we just try to make non-whites second class citizens again and see if they and their white allies will have enough gumption to break through and not allow that shit to fly. Because in the end, um, they don't want the second civil war unless they can be assured they're going to win. And the way they think they can win is by making sure the other side commits the first act of actual violence against the government so they can be seen as the bad, quote unquote, bad guys. So, uh, yeah, in short, they're cowards. But they're. <laughs> But but how, how could we have, how could we have ever gotten to this point? Remember the the steady the steady hand of the God Emperor on the wheel, leading us into salvation. Whatever happened on that? Uh, <laughs> it, it, that that makes me laugh so much about this stuff. Uh, I just see these people talking about how it had to be this way. Some guy was whining about how. Uh, yeah, these libs thought that they were living uh, under the last four years with a racist, lying dirtbag that was putting kids in cages and doing all these terrible things, and the world was laughing at us. But now that's really happening under Biden, and they're paying more for gasoline. Waka waka. And man, now thinking- that now that chess is more popular than it ever has been, I have to imagine that there's just like a billion chess comparisons with the the, the Q community. Just like, oh, sometimes you have to give up your queen in order to win the game or whatever. You know, just dumb horse shit. Like, here's here's my hot take. Uh, he's still a genius. He's playing, like, crazy chess with people's lives, man. Yeah, I mean, that's what they, that's what they do. It's They have this uh, total cognitive dissonance where, on the one hand, Biden is actually our president. And he's fucking everything up royally. And his horrifying incompetence will usher in a golden age of Trumpian Republican rule in the very near future. 
But at the same time, Biden isn't actually the president and doesn't have any actual power. And uh, he's being controlled by nebulous forces for good. Oh, Mike, Mike, this is right where you need to tell me that Biden's not our president because he's a, a computer hologram. Oh, that is true that uh, our president, our alleged president, Joe Biden, is, in fact, a hologram that has been created by the deep state or the patriots. We, they haven't explained exactly who is running the hologram. But what we can for sure know is that Joe Biden is not a real human being. CGI Joe, American <laughs> president. CGI Joe is there. So, yes, uh, Joe Biden, not a real human being, not an actual president. Could you imagine Uh, for, like, even a second if that was, like, actually true and, like, possible? Dude, everything we knew would be a fucking lie, man. It would would (laughs) completely, like, all of a sudden it would just be like, oh, I thought I was living in a normal world. No, I'm living in cyberpunk. Shit is bananas. Technology is magic. Everything means nothing and nothing means everything. What is happening? And then, and then the fury that you don't have access to a sex robot at home. I mean, could you imagine? You know, we've already got like walking and talking, like full, perfectly scalable holograms, and it's just like, really? I don't have, I don't have a sex robot yet. Ugh! Imagine (laughs) all the problems it would solve. Imagine how many incels would not blow up like malls and shit if they just had a sex robot at home. Do you do you think having a robot made would be awkward? I was thinking about that the other day, like a Rosie the robot. Like, I already apologize to the robot vacuum at my partner's house when I bump into it. Like, Depends. Does it have a big dumper like Rosie the Robot did? Because if so, it's going to get real awkward. <laughs> I mean, the sex robot has to be the, the, sex, the sex maid as well. That's what I wanted to say. Robot maid, right? The, it's not just one. It's kind of a Swiss Army knife robot. Well, see, I don't, I don't want to feel like I don't want to let my urges get in the way of its maid duties. Like, the house needs to get clean. I mean, you... It cleans while you're at work, like the the vacuum robots do. I mean, I guess, but how much of a charge does it have? It's already hard enough to remember to put the Roomba on the thing. Like, I don't know. Sounds like we give this Roomba one workout. itself on the thing. I mean, who's charging? <laughs> Can you imagine you coming home and some some bombed out fucking sex robot crawling back to its charger? <laughs> Dude, that would be a yo. There's no way that you could survive that. Like internally. <laughs> That would destroy your soul. You would you would walk into that, and all of a sudden, like the crushing reality of your existence would like crash upon you. you know, the the text you get because the the sex robot mate is is caught on a, a chair or something and couldn't get back to the charger because it sends you text. Roombas send you text if they get stuck. They're like, "I'm stuck. Come free me." This conversation took a dark turn. <laughs> I mean, our president is. A robot or is made by Pixar. I'm I'm still very vague on this. So uh, the actual story that led down the road of sex robots, which was beautiful and I approve of all of this, was that uh, Joe Biden did one of uh, President Trump's uh, favorite things, which is to uh, hold court with the press uh, before getting on Marine One to fly off to wherever it is he was going. Right, right, right. And the press have their uh, boom mics from COVID. They stick out in the general direction of ye old president. And as they were holding out the boom mics, Biden's hand like knifed around some of these mics. And to the eyes of the paranoid conspiracy theorists of QAnon, 
this looked like his hand like clipped and went like wrong over the mics. Like his, he was on the wrong layer and it didn't match. He moves like they do. Yeah, basically he was an agent. And so this led to all kinds of people freaking out about like Biden being obviously like fake CGI, or this was a green screen. Uh, our beloved uh, Torba of Gab even hopped on the Biden is a CGI uh, creation bullshit. Um, all of the, this was a thing where that had a uh, scuzzy non QAnon grifters even getting in on it. I had some random follower of mine uh, on Twitter say, Hey, I ain't QAnon, but this shit is real. And it was like, yeah, no, no, it's, and I'm like, no, no, it's not. You're, you're fucking wrong. And then the people who were actually holding the boom mics came out and said, no, Biden was in front of us. Here's where I, my mic was. This is the optical illusion you people are seeing, you dumb cretins, and all of this stuff. And they actually explained what really happened. And you, suppose, you suppose all these Q folks think that street magic is real magic, like actual sorcery? Do, do, you feel, do you feel like if you could just like slide of hand a card into your fucking like palm or whatever that you're going like, to cause someone's head to explode? <laughs> I mean, QAnon will believe anything that is put out on the internet. Like, I occasionally take a trip over to the conspiracy board, which are all just, it's all basically QAnon followers that don't say anything about Q, and they they will just believe anything, anything you put on the internet. And that's an important part of QAnon is that it is a grand unifying conspiracy theory. So anything you give them, they will grab it and take it back to the hive to further grow the mythos of QAnon. It's like the Borg where they just keep uh, – if you have a conspiracy theory, we'll take it. We'll use it. I mean you – we went over those like first 50-odd drops. Q never said a goddamn thing about vaccines. What's the most important thing about QAnon right now? Not getting your COVID vaccine because it's a Bill Gates microchip. So they just grow the mythos as time goes on and they have to react to current events. Which is and- crazy because because uh, the man himself is gone. He's he's fucking he's fucking in the breeze. Like you you never you, like you're never gonna track that guy down unless you know who he is. And like that, uh, how could how could anyone possibly know? That's why we need twelve documentaries about it. <laughs> oh yeah, thank God for that. Uh, it's so uh, ridiculous that 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 that's the thing that's so funny is that their two leaders are Q and Trump, and Q is gone, and Trump's just golfing and making vague noises about starting a social media network with Brad Parscale, which will be an absolute shit show, dumpster fire. Where no, no, Mike, all, all that time he's spending in Mar-a-Lago, uh, that's just castling. You just don't understand chess. You need to get with it. Oh, right. I Yes, that is a perfect chess analogy. You just sit there and have like dust coat your pawns and your rook and your king, and you win. Because eventually the other guy just like falls down because he's so tired punching on your castle and it doesn't work. And he just collapses. It's like su- super castle. Like you just like take your, your king off the board, like put it in your pocket and like go into other stuff for a while. And then just like dies of, you just like, actually stop playing. Yeah. <laughs> he's playing 4D chess. You, you don't know. You don't even know. It, yeah, it's so great. Uh, we have. Um, the My Pillow guy is allegedly starting a uh, like free speech platform called Frank, and uh, <laughs> that is terrible. how's it spelled? 
Uh, it's spelled the actual word Frank, which apparently there's a there's a magazine in Canada called Frank, and they can just sue him and stop him from doing this if they so will desire. Uh, but he's already said that he's pretty much just going to pay people to use the for the use his service. So if you're a right wing grifter, uh, you better hold out for five figures at least, if not if not six. Yeah, how much uh, how much is he paying out? Because uh, as we've discussed, no amount of evidence about us being uh, filthy lefties would like convince these Q people uh, that we weren't on the up and up if we decided to do the pivot. We could just be like, oh, all the stuff we were doing before, that was just all, like, next level. Like, we had to entrench our self, you know what I mean? You have to know your enemy. But we're really on your side, we promise. No, please. Yeah. Buy our special water or whatever. <laughs> you got you to gotta do your own research. That way, when uh, you find some dumb thing and they say you're right, you feel invested. Exactly. We're going to need a lot of startup capital because, boy, we have a we have a new idea for a robotic house cleaner that'll blow your mind. <laughs> it's it's really something. It's oh it's no, what's the, is there a pun for Rosie? I feel like that's the joke in itself. I mean, you're not you're not supposed to talk about your workshopping process live on the air, sir. I mean, that's that is my joke. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll, <laughs> because I'll think of it two days from now in our group chat and just be like. Fuck! It was. So you're saying that we need to have uh, pun workshop sessions like a day before the podcast <laughs> to try to try to crank out exactly uh, how we're gonna make Rosie the sex maid uh, pop even more than she already did. Um, Once you pop, the fun don't stop. No, is that taken? Uh, maybe, perhaps. Like... Gross. Ma- 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 <laughs> in the context of what we're talking about, that is a very disgusting catchphrase. <laughs> I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> Pringles can keep that one. I that's what it's always meant. In which case, that mustache makes a lot more sense, or a lot more <laughs> sense, depending on how you look at it. Anyway, this conversation is also about to take a dark turn. <laughs> I regret nothing. Mike, tell me about the, the boat in the Suez Canal. Uh, the boat in the Suez Canal is... Uh, a story that should have nothing to do with QAnon, like but these people live only to wedge themselves into any current event because well, they what want has to- more to do with that whole thing than a boat? I mean, they love nautical everything, all nautical they- everything. We've gone over this. This is true. They do storm, they do- wave, kraken, boat, canal. Think about it. Come on. There's a lot to it. There's there's layers upon layers of like an onion about this thing. So um, the boat that got stuck in the Suez Canal, as you could see in all the pictures of the boat on the on the on the side of the boat in big bold letters, it said Evergreen. And guess what Hillary Clinton's Secret Service call sign while she was First Lady was? It was Evergreen. So Holy shit! <laughs> oh, God. My Slam. God. Slams corkboard, slams so, hand on corkboard covered in yarn. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all coming together. Yeah. So in 1992, uh, Hillary Clinton was given a call sign, which now, like, basically, like 40 years later or whatever, 30 years later, is somehow relevant. And it's a term that is like I don't know used for fucking everything. Evergreen is yeah. You might even of... call the term itself evergreen. 
Boom. Yes, exactly. Yeah, evergreen is an evergreen term, and it's so uh, it's just so out there. It's everywhere, but these people need confirmation bias. They need to see the signs of their mythos in the real world. So they see Evergreen, they think Hillary, and now they're just trying to piece together what is the deep state doing? What's their plan, man? <laughs> and they're trying to figure out if the if the if the cabal is trying to cause some sort of like shortage by blocking trade for a week or two. Uh although uh And also you know, advertising it for all the real smarties out there, for all this all the smart, super wrinkled brain people. Hey, like a little wink and a nod because they're playing like super villains and superheroes or whatever in the background. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's one of the things that's like so um, ridiculous about all of this stuff that the reason why these things happen is the whole trope of the vampire has to be granted permission to enter your house that the deep state has to, on some level, let you know what they're doing so they can obtain your unconscious consent for the crimes they're committing if they didn't get you to agree to be oppressed, you couldn't be oppressed. Oh that, man! I, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little off topic here. Uh, you know, it's out of character for me, but I'm giving you a warning. Uh, one of the anime that I've been watching recently is Jujutsu Kaisen, and it's a shonen anime, which, like Dragon Ball, just means it's about people fighting each other and leveling up. But as like a core conceit of the way that like powers work in their world, if you reveal during combat how your special ability works, it makes your special ability stronger. I thought that was such a I thought that was such a neat thing for a show like that to do. Because that's how they all work anyway. But at this one it's like explicitly part of the rules. Like if I tell you how my power works, it will be stronger. But you will then be able to formulate a, a way around it. And that is just the law of the land. Um, yeah. And, we and we were way ahead of it with calling him Riddler Q. You just like they're all they all just think that it's all Riddler rules. It's all Jujutsu Kaisen Riddler rules. Like the clues yeah. are out there. Yeah, you you just have to see the pattern. You just have to know what's going on. And every person on all sides of this uh, fight between good and evil, they are all bound to these inexorable laws of the universe that require them to uh, give away the game at some point. And this was this is one of the things that happened with the Illuminati stuff back in the day, back before Q was even a gleam in somebody's eye, was that originally uh, when you would watch a, a Britney Spears or a Kesha music video and it was all crackling with satanic imagery, they would say that this was their high sign to their overlords in the bad guy world, that they're on the team, that they support them, that they support the Dark Lord Lucifer, and it's all good in the hood. And then as time went on, it became uh, cabal brainwashing of us, the uh, filthy proles, that we were the ones being hit with this indoctrination through the media and that we were the ones that were being taken over by seeing these images. And uh, it became uh, like very, I mean, it would just become a very silly rewrite of the original reason for why all these images are in all the, all these videos. And, the thing was, is that we decoded it. We figured out what they were doing and yet they never stop, which is odd because if you told somebody, Hey, 
sir, I've cracked the code for your secret messages. I know exactly what you're saying. That person would be like, oh, my, oh no, my, my code's known. And they would change the code. <laughs> but the Illuminati can't do it. The Illuminati has to keep uh, posting upside down crosses and triangles and covering one eye with a hand or some hair or whatever. They're, they're stuck with the same playbook for the last like 10,000 years, apparently. They can never update it. So they always give themselves up to anyone who's even paying the slightest bit of attention about Illuminati. Illuminati is my uh, super secret sexy spy robot maid. Gross. Yeah, I just and we, we, Sarge, Sarge really loves the idea of the sex maid. Like I think I think it was like the you the, brought up sex robots first. I know I, I did, but but I was I wanted I wanted to explore the concept and then you know like I'm, I'm sort of like a like a sprite. I just sort of dance on the breeze. I visit the concept <laughs> and then I wander off of it. But no, this time it's like. Uh, this time I, I I was trying to dance on the breeze and like I I I happened to step on sex robot and then there was like this horrible quagmire of muck named Sarge that was like yes let us explore the sex robot mate <laughs> and no matter how it's like and I'm like Artax no matter how hard I try to get away I'm just gonna get sucked into this poisonous how dare, how dare you bring up Artax how dare you <laughs> <laughs> too soon. Uh, so I was, gonna, <laughs> I'm going, to, uh, I was going to, uh, I was going to try to pull us out of this mock as best I can by, uh, referencing another, uh, clue that the, uh, that QAnon found about our, our world and, um, the fact that, uh, Biden, who was busy, uh, falling down flights of stairs on Air Force One mm-hmm. and just generally kind of being an old guy. Can a hologram who, trip and fall? So what, what, like, it's like, what is it, guys? Pick a, pick a fucking lane. Is he, is he a hologram? or is he a clumsy old man which one is it like holograms can't have dementia it can't be both (laughs) he was clipping through the world yeah yeah he was wall clipping yeah he was trying to he was i mean man if there was if there was some evidence of that 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 would be something that 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 would be be like okay maybe maybe they're onto something here (laughs) the whole world is a a simulation yeah yeah that'd be the real red pill that's when you wake (laughs) up in the pod and then the machine (laughs) all right what's this great evidence that the yeah the great evidence that they found. So after Biden was busy falling downstairs and all that kind of stuff, um, QAnon then uh, found photos of uh, alleged President Biden and alleged Vice President Harris uh, walking off of Air Force One together. And this created a firestorm of controversy because Obviously, you can't have the president and vice president flying on the same plane because if that plane went down, that's like two people in the line of succession getting dropped. And we, now we have like President Pelosi. So uh, QAnon's uh, logic for all of this is that obviously Biden and Harris aren't really president and vice president, that Trump is obviously still the president and all this other good stuff. Because, Why wouldn't their logic like, just be obviously he doesn't have to worry about dying because he's a hologram? <laughs> <laughs> because that wouldn't make them happy. And the whole point of QAnon is to feel happy. Exactly. The, the, your logic is brilliant there, L. Shut up. Don't, don't heart, don't yuck my yum, bro. I mean, that's, that's what they, that's all they want. And you're not allowed to be your... grossed out about anything on this episode, Sarge. <laughs> no, no, you're not. No, no. S- Sarge is officially the sickest and most evil of all of us and has to wallow in his uh, horrifying sex robot fetish for the remainder oh, yeah. of his squad. But, um, 
but the the thing that happened was uh, people who are not the world's greatest researchers, the way QAnon are, started looking around on the internet, and lo and behold, they started finding photos of uh, Pence and Trump walking off of Air Force One together, and they also found some photos of uh, Bill Clinton and Al Gore walking off of Air Force One together, and uh, invariably what these events would turn out to be is the president and the vice president would be visiting uh, some city in America, as it were, and Air Force One and Air Force Two would land at that airport. And then the vice president would leave Air Force Two, go to Air Force One and have a meeting or a briefing on Air Force One. And then when that was over, they and the president would get off the plane together. So they're never flying in the same plane. They just happen to get on the plane at the same time because Air Force One is this giant luxury fortress. And the Secret Service already have the airport like locked off. So there's no need to have the president and vice president motorcade somewhere and hold a meeting at some other building when they can just have the meeting on the president's plane. So... That is what happened with Biden and Harris was they bo- they both landed at the same airport and then Harris went on Air Force One for a briefing and then they departed Air Force One together after the briefing was given. Nah, so, shut up. No, yeah, it couldn't possibly be that. I'm, I'm just full of shit. So, yeah. <laughs> but that was uh, so that was their rock solid evidence that Biden and Harris aren't really the executive branch of our government. And it took the people that don't follow this bullshit roughly like two hours to totally debunk it. Cause that's, that's how just rock solid all of the Q proofs really are. <laughs> well, speaking of Q proofs, let's talk about this amazing documentary uh, that is now on HBO max. It's, oh, is it calm before the storm Q calm before the storm? Uh, it's Q into the storm into the storm. Yeah, Q Into the Storm is the name of it. Um, I watched the first two episodes. It's very odd in a way because episode two feels almost like it's building towards episode one. But episode two also feels like it's building towards payoffs down the line. So life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Like the final, my final judgment on the series can't be known for two more weeks because we're getting two more episodes this weekend than the final two episodes the next weekend, you know, the end of it. But... Episode two. Fucking six ha- parts to this thing, huh? Yeah. Wow. 
And, and ep- there were definitely parts of episode two that felt like it was like episode two padding the runtime. Like they had this just weird. I, and, I, and I get that they were like trying to lay some groundwork and they were trying to explain like some of like where 8chan came from and who Frederick Brennan was and who the Watkins boys were and all that kind of stuff. But they had this like offshoot divergent moment where they got into, into Gamergate kind of hard and they had someone unironically use the term ethics in video game journalism. Whoa, and. And I'm just sitting there and, I, and I'm like, I'm just like, what does this have to do with QAnon? And the point of it all was, is that at this point in the documentary, the guy making the documentary thought he was making a documentary about free speech. He thought he was making a documentary about, uh, are some ideas too toxic for the internet to handle? Is it a good thing that we're censoring all these people? And he kind of latched on the QAnon because they were like the crazy free thinkers who will say anything. And HN is a free speech zone where anything goes and you can say whatever you want so you can kind of feel that this early part of the documentary he's still making that free speech documentary he hasn't pivoted to see that like oh this QAnon stuff needs to be the main focus of what I'm talking about here I need to like pivot away from my is uh, free speech absolutionism a good idea or not and the second episode kind of ends with like some hints about how Ron Wat- uh, Jim Watkins loves pens. And one of the ways Q uh, identifies himself is through expensive pens. So they're kind of giving you some foreshadowing. Maybe Jim is going to give up the game in a later episode, reveal he's Q. And there's some other stuff like that. So there, and uh, Frederick himself has come out and said that like these early interviews were back when he didn't want Jim to get mad at him. And, there are going to be later episodes where he doesn't give a fuck about Jim anymore and he's way less guarded and he's just giving the interviewer just all the weapons grade ammo he can. Because yeah, the in the first episode when he's talking to Frederick Brennan, he's still in Manila and now he lives yeah. in California because he had to flee Manila because of the Watkins. I know that. And listening to Ron Watkins talk, he is the most insufferable piece of shit. In the world. Oh, he's terrible. And, uh, he he and, definitely and, thinks he's the smartest man in the room at any given time. And he has this false modesty that is just so galling. And I feel I feel like most most places that host FNM has one of those guys. Yeah. They just don't happen to also be Q. <laughs> yeah. No, sorry. You know, I think Frederick's also in New Jersey now. I think he had to move from California to New Jersey. He's been just dealing with all kinds of like just awful shit but uh the, yeah the main point is is that he has like that is going to be a part of the show is uh fred's flight uh, him escaping the law in the philippines because the watkins boys are trying to have him jailed which would which as he has said many times would probably have killed him due to his due to his condition so um fred's flight uh escaping uh, uh the filipino legal system uh, that and then later on him now just like being like, well, now I'm just going to go squirt earth on the Watkins boys. That's coming down the pike. So episode two, except for like the whole weird divergence in the gamer gate and talking to like those people and having to see Anita Sarkeesian on my screen again. And so Quinn and all the other people that were victims of that bullshit. It was just odd it was just such a like a pivot away from where this kind of thing is like supposed to end up it was really it was really strange 
Yeah, I mean, cow- they're obviously they're obviously connected because they 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 they're populated by a lot of the same people. Well, uh, it, know, just lo- just white incels, but I mean, like you know, it, it seems like a little I'm, deeper. Yeah, but I mean, it seems it seems like if you need to like if you need to fucking pad out some runtime, then like just sort of having a like a ten minute tangent into the the ins and outs of GamerGate. It's just like I don't know. Stick to the subject at hand. Like there, there's plenty of nonsense around Q to talk about. We do it for like an hour every week. Yeah, yeah I, well, it's it's because when GamerGate got kicked off of 4chan, uh, 8chan was exactly nothing, and the only place on the internet that would have GamerGate after they got kicked off of 4chan was 8chan, and they made it into a big enough Sure, level. but when you're talking about Q, I don't think it's necessarily important to know the origins of 8chan slash 8coon or whatever, you know what I mean? You could just be like, like Q was born on this message board that is a place, a place for pieces of shit to congregate and share child pornography. Yeah. yeah I, and, and yeah, it, it, so they're going deep on this stuff, and I, I do hope that this uh, like world building foundational setup with uh, the Watkins boys and um, Frederick is going to lead to payoffs. That's basically my kind of hope. And the second episode was not as offensive to me as the first episode. The first episode made me incredibly mad because uh, it just gave the floor to all these shitheads for so long. They dominated the conversation and they got to say all of the things they wanted to say. Uh, Jack Posebeck. I mean, I know that they, they kind of made it look, they were, they were like, yeah, Posebeck's a lying piece of shit, but they still gave Posebeck runtime on the show to like act like he wasn't uh, a Pizzagate uh, promoter. Uh, they had they had the Jordan Sather interview things. They have a long conversation with Paul Ferber, and they and that goes on into the second episode. Also, uh, Dustin Nemos gets like airtime, and you just have all these people who are talking about um, on- my my big thing. I'm a, sorry. I'm going to jump in a little. He never explicitly say, states, and this is untrue. He's like, we. It's important that these people have a play, be allowed to say what they want to say. And I'm like, well, what they're wanting to say is defamatory, dangerous, racist, and you don't they you don't need to actually give them all this time. But it, until they get to the Q anonymous boys, it is just a hundred percent grifters and racists, and they just get to say whatever they want, and. It, yeah, it it was it made me so mad. Like he, yeah. and the, and the thing was is they had the one they had this like, series of things where they were doing the tippy top uh, Q proof, and they're beating us over the head with it. And then they do a quick little uh, dip in with Travis View, the host of QAnon Anonymous, and Travis just kind of says, "Well, this is like this is the kind of bullshit these people do," but. The section with Travis is kind of this like overview of QAnon in general and just kind of how they operate. And it's not attacking this one specific thing that these people are talking about. And I just think that this is such a shitty uh, Q proof to put out there without uh, debunking it because. Because it happened a month later, right? 
it happened months later, but like the way that the way this gets presented on TV and this happened both on 60 minutes and on this HBO documentary is QAnon follower asks Q to stick something in a speech by Trump. Trump says those words. Then Q goes to that person and says, Hey, did you hear? I got Trump to do the thing you asked me to do. Cause that's what kind of pull I have. Cause me and Trump are just, are, we're like thick as thieves. We're two peas in a pod, little buddy. And I got him to do what you wanted. And it makes Q look like he's an insider. It makes him look like he's got pull that he can affect the speeches of Trump. And when you actually look at what the guy asked for, the guy asked for Trump to say it at the State of the Union, and he doesn't. And then months and months later, he says it at an Easter festival, an Easter celebration. And you could crush that Q proof so easily. And I get it. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you didn't have a debunk of that Q proof in the can or whatever. But you know what this documentary is now. You know what you're putting on HBO now. So call and also Travis. they've been working on it since like what 2018. I mean they have plenty of time to put yeah. something like that into it. Like they, they've been right. working on this shit for a hot minute. Right, exactly. Like call Travis back up and tell him, hey, can you debunk this Q proof? Can you show why this is bullshit? And if Travis won't answer your phone, uh, Will Sommer, who you also had on the show as an anti QAnon guy, is there. Ben Collins has a blue check mark. You could grab so many people. Mike Reigns, who doesn't have a check mark, but whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I was about to say debunking I, community. I was about to say, I'm like number 15 on that list. If the first 14 won't fucking return your call, I'm here for you, buddy. I'd be glad to do it. And it's just so ridiculous that you don't just debunk this shit. They even brought up the stupid thing where Trump was holding up the jerseys with the number 17 on them. And that is a debunked, that is such a debunked Q proof that Q anon themselves will even tell people, Hey, when you're trying to like, get people to believe in our internet death cult and hit them with the bullshit, don't use this one. Cause it isn't good. It doesn't work. It's, it's easy. It's easily disproven. I, and, I love that they have like a, like a Bible, but not like a Holy Bible, like a, like a, like a draft Bible for the, <laughs> uh, for like the, the narrative. And they're just like, all right, here's this, here are the do's and here are the don'ts. Do believe in the Kraken. Yeah, we know it's Cindy Powell said, but still believe in that Kraken. Do not try to hit them with this nonsense because it's not going to work. <laughs> oh yeah. They, they have, uh, from the chance, uh, they have red pilling guides. They have like actual ways to brainwash people to suck them into the cult. It, it's like, it's like so like terrible to know that they're like, here's how to lie to people effectively to get them to believe our bullshit. People like and, this are why the super seducer series of video games exists. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, it's just like, you know, all, people that, people that really believe in neuro linguistic programming, they're just like big into NLP and they're just like, it's a real thing, man. I've got the world at my fingertips. Like, sure you do, bud. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. The, you, you're the, a manager at a Kmart or whatever. You need to slow, <laughs> slow your roll. The whole first episode is upsetting because they it mainly it doesn't do enough to protect itself slash debunk QAnon. They they just let those two Southies who live now who live down in Florida just ramble on, and oh god, is there a dumber sounding accent in the world? Take that. It, it, and it's just it's just really frustrating that you make these people like kind of salt to the earth. We're just asking questions. We're just looking for the truth. And 
I say this uh, not because, I mean, I was offended, but what really uh, got my ire up is that I have a group of people that DM me every so often and they are like troubled by QAnon is basically the way I would describe it. Like they'll message me and they'll say, hey, I saw this thing from the QAnon promoters. Is it real? And I'll tell them it's not. And they'll be like, oh, okay, good, good, good. And they, they're they kind of on the fence if they want to believe in QAnon or not. It's a, And, 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 I, and I, I hate thinking that there are people that exist in that headspace, but my, my DMs kind of like prove that this is a thing that happened. And I hadn't heard from any of these people for a long time. And then one of them just came out of the woodwork and started messaging me about the documentary. And they were just like, this is terrible. These people are making good points and they sound credible and they look nice. And, and this is, and he's like, I'm not going to believe in QAnon, but I can see how it could do that to somebody. And his quote was, this is dangerous. This documentary shouldn't have been made. And it was just kind of like, Oh man, like I really, I just felt so bad for the guy when he was saying this. And then when I actually watched it, uh, the first thing that really kind of upset me was how peppy and like jovial the intro was. Like, the, oh, they had they made a bunch of gifts for the QAnon idiots. Like that oh, whole yeah. intro is amazing looking, and all it's going to do is give them awesome visuals to use on their dumb videos. Yeah, like the, the rabbit having the red pill, the rabbit bank having the red pill yeah. fall in the slot, like all of their little dumb comments. Like, like I was watching it, finding the Easter eggs and chuckling at it. But I'm like, you know what? You know who's also doing this is QAnon. Like the, my main thing about uh, any documentary or any show like this, if it airs, and then you can, and, and while it's airing and after it airs, you can go on Telegram because Telegram is basically a chat room. If you can go on Telegram and you find QAnon supporters who are happy about what's happening, you've made mistakes. Like after, yeah, that, that was sh- actually going to be my next question. So, like, how, do, like, if you're saying that it's got all this like sweet, incidentally pro Q stuff in there, like, how does uh, that community feel about it? Are they, oh, they, are, they, are, they, are they like pumped over it? Are they just like, oh, dumb idiots are letting themselves get like, it, you know, they don't know that they're getting pilled real bad, accidentally styled, like subterfuge, castling, chess reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they were very happy. They were very happy that the tip top uh, Q proof got hyped up again. They were very uh, happy about all of the things that the promoters were able to say unchallenged and all that kind of stuff. There was, uh, there was a lot of takeaways from the first episode where they were like, we know this is dirtbag fake mainstream media, but you know, they're not giving us that bad of a shake here, guys. I mean, this isn't, this isn't a total loss for us. And that to me, uh, Jordan Sather, cause he got on the air a bit and that, and that he was just like, Oh, my star turn for <laughs> Will Summer you piece of shit and just doing the the Jordan Sather brand as it were. But I just know how these people are reacting to it. And uh, they just see things that make them feel good about themselves. And I just really feel like you have to crush them. You, you have to give them nothing. And after the show is over, 
you want them bitching about the fake news and how that's not what we are at all. They took everything out of context. This is a bunch of crap. Oh, they debunked that Q proof. Why didn't they do debunk the stronger Q proofs? Like you want to upset them. And the other thing is, is that when you put out the debunks, like right away in the documentary, they're watching it too. And if, I, if like 2 million QAnon people are watching this stuff and you just hit a, the mo- all these debunks, maybe a couple thousand just go, wow, this is all bullshit. I mean, it's not likely that you're going to sway a lot of them, but you, you might shake a couple people free. You might get a couple people out of it. And instead, it, it felt like they were more interested in telling the story of what was going on than they were in actually confronting and dealing with the problem that is QAnon. And again, I think that's where the documentary was at that time. And, uh, and I also kind of don't trust the producers of HBO for this because uh, the producer, this one guy, McKay, who's the producer for the series, he was on MSNBC and Oh my God, was this guy, taking his square peg and driving it into the round holes that he could find. He actually, at one point while talking to Rachel Maddow made the statement that you could basically see Obama not jailing the bankers after wall street was like a direct line to people embracing QAnon. And I was like, yeah, that, that sounds right. Occupy wall street, the occupy wall street QAnon overlap if that's a Venn diagram, it's basically a circle. I mean, they're just they're just two peas in a pod, those two groups. And you could just kind of tell that this guy had his own axe to grind about the system and what was going on in our world. And he really didn't care what like QAnon had to say. He was just going to make them fit whatever it was he wanted them to fit into to make his narrative work. To be fair, you can't say Occupy Wall Street without saying Q. Let me think about it. It's right there in the name. Uh, you have more so, than you know. So how girthy is our mailbag? How- our mailbag is uh, sufficiently girthy, I believe. Um, no, I don't know uh, how prodigious our actual answers are going to be, but we will definitely... Well, uh, but before we before we tarry off of it, for, for, for people who are listening at home, uh, would you suggest watching this HBO documentary? Or do you like, like the two parts that are out now? Because HBO is choosing to release it in this format. So this is how we're going to judge it, at least up front. Would you recommend anybody watch this for any reason? Uh, I think the second episode is the second episode is much better than the first because again the world building is very interesting and I want to see where the second episode leads to because I don't feel like you really need the first episode to get a handle on the Watkins boys and Frederick Brennan who are the main characters of this thing and also the second episode has this hilarious moment in it where a bunch of QAnon promoting uh, dirt bags go to a convention to speak to conservatives and Republicans. And at the last minute, uh, it gets out what they are and who, what they support. And the convention basically disinvites them, even though they're in the hotel already and are working on their speeches. They just basically get kicked out at the last minute. 
and uh, Tracy Beans ends up getting shunted off into like some basically empty room where like five people attend her speech, <laughs> which is about uh, not directly queuing on stuff. They let her they let her speak because her speech was about like censorship in the media and blah blah blah. But they made sure that she was in front of like no audience. But everybody else was actually going to talk about QAnon directly. So all, all those guys just got like just had their uh, hotel keys demagnetized and were just told to get out, just go away. So like seeing those clowns get crushed was like kind of entertaining. And again, if the whole like, it, it just like it, it felt like this. If this is an actual documentary that has like a payoff. Episode two felt very foreshadowy. It felt like they were setting things up and it felt like they got stuff in the can that might lead to good things. Episode one was just really kind of slapdash. Like, here's QAnon. Here's all this crazy shit. Q proves Trump. What the <laughs> fuck is going on? And it was, I mean, it just like kind of felt like they didn't know how they were going to start this story. So they just like hit, bamboozled you with bullshit. It was it was this monstrous gish gallop of all these QAnon promoters just spouting whatever crap came out of their mo- out of their mouths at any given time, and I really didn't appreciate that because, like, a gish gallop is such a, a dishonest way to engage on issues, and letting someone do that like shows that you are a very poor moderator of a debate which is what any documentary about QAnon is when you have lots of QAnon promoters on that documentary. You're basically doing QAnon, pro and con. And if you're not coming down really hard on con, you're fucking up. I mean, like uh, behind the curve, they let the flat earthers say their piece just so they would get crushed down the line. Like, yeah, they give those guys a lot of rope to hang themselves with. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's fucking amazing. It's, it's very good. When they're like, right, oh, exactly. it doesn't work. <laughs> or, right, or, exactly. When they catch that one guy just being like, oh, man, like when people find out that this experiment didn't work, it's going to make us look real bad. <laughs> I can't believe it sure is. Right, exactly. Like, that's the thing is, like, I just don't have, like, this overwhelming amount of faith that we're going to get that, that that hammer coming down in the later episodes. Because if we do, then this series is incredible. But uh, until I see the hammer, for the moment, this series seems way too sympathetic to the QAnon promoters. Because, again, I think it was. I think this originally started off with this guy being like, I'm going to hunt down free speech and what it means and find the free thinking people that'll say the shocking shit that they're getting censored by our uptight media networks. Okay. That, so, so overall, so, uh, so overall, uh, you know, like a, like a soft no, but mostly uh, uh, reserving judgment to see what, to see if there's a prestige. Uh, yes. Rock on. I guess it's time for us to get to our fucking bulging mail sack. Our <laughs> listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q. And A. Uh, so, uh, Sub Zero uh, Shirt Art uh, asks uh, Going through the backlog of pod, of pod episodes, I found an interesting idea you had expressed that you can only make it as a big Q influencer if you find a niche with, in which to specialize. Medic and dumbing it down for boomers. Ron is a network expert. Uh, can, you, can I revisit where things stand now for that kind of stuff? Um, 
right now, I mean, uh, Lynn Wood is the the legal expert genius, along with Cindy Powell. They're the lawyers who are going to get stuff done and overturn these fraudulent elections with their legal know-how and jujitsu and Sydney Powell only and called so far they've done that a bunch, right? Yeah, so they've been, they've been crushing it. So far victory. they've achieved nothing but victory after victory. Oh, oh, just piling up the W's. All I do is win, win. That's them. They just crush. They're just so good. And please give them more money so they can continue to keep crushing, as it were. Uh, so yeah, you have the you have the legal experts. Uh, for the people on the internet, as it were, uh, you have. You now have Ghost Ezra, who is the the biggest the biggest guy in the in the game. That's a, a fake person on the internet, as it were, and he's just playing up that uh, the seer of seers, the person who understands what the bad guys are doing and has the inside dope on how to beat them. And today he was doing a big thing about how uh, you can see uh, the folds on Kamala Harris's neck are obviously those of a prosthetic mask. And she's not an actual, she's not who she is. She's being played by an actor. Uh, he actually did uh, a video uh, from the Comic-Con where Brian Cranston was wearing the Walter White mask and then took off the Walter White mask to show that he was Brian Cranston. And he thought that was like some sort of egregious own. And it was obvious he didn't get the joke of why that was a funny thing that they did. Because he's the character and he's really him. Waka waka. And uh, today, on top of the whole uh, prosthetic mask thing, he was doing some more uh, George Floyd funeral truthering, which uh, if, if you had any faith in humanity, allow me to take it away from you. Allow me to crush what little faith you have left in humanity. There are people who are like, hey, George Floyd was like 6'6". He was a big dude. That coffin was way too small. His body wasn't in it because he's not really dead. And this is a thing that people really believed and were like totally into. Even though that back when uh, George Floyd uh, had died, um, the uh, he had a wake. And admittedly, the live stream of his wake did not allow you to see his body, but there was like a three-hour-long viewing ceremony where streams of people walked into this church to view his body for three hours, and the line never dissipated. It never stopped. And not one person was like, hey, there's no body in there. Hey, that don't look like him. Hey, this is bullshit. If any QAnon people wanted to find out, they, and they lived in the area, they could have driven down. Because, again, Hologram, Oh yeah! Oh right! Mm-hmm. Fuck! I mean, that's, e- that's even like, more impressive. It's a hard light hologram, so it feels just like the real thing. <laughs> exactly. Now, now there's a tagline for your robot sex maid. Hard light hol- hologram. No, it feels, feels like the real thing. thing. I, I, I'm Sarge, totally not 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 on the page today. Yeah. Wow. Uh, don't worry. No, that's just that's just part of Sarge's recurring bit where I throw a, where I lob him a softball and he fucking just whiffs it. <laughs> Hard, he's a, hard he's light, giving me uh, shit for juicy fruit he, or for, for low hanging fruit. He never goes after that juicy low hanging fruit. So, like, when I throw him, like, medium to low hanging fruit, he just ignores it or just, like, lets it fall to the ground. False flag. Yes. <laughs> the, the, the fruit f- false flag, as it were, on our podcast. Um, Did we answer that question? If so, thanks for the question. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what I, uh, what I was going to say to kind of like finish up on it is that 
people still have their defined role. The thing that's really funny about the, these defined roles is that like Jordan Sather is so determined to be like the the keeper of the sacred truths of QAnon. He won't let any of this like poppycock get into the honest beliefs of QAnon when he's believes in any bullshit you you could possibly pitch him. I mean, he's just he's just such a clown. And then you'll have like the religious people, like CJ Truth is all about posting uh, Jesus stuff and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I think my favorite niche market in QAnon right now is uh, Peppy Lives Matter being the just cheerful guy who's just like, cheer up, buttercup, we're still going to win. He literally posts on his Telegram uh, daily morale-boosting threads (laughs) to to buck people in QAnon up. It's like he's the hang in there cat poster. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the hang in their kitten. It's that. I mean, it's just, they they love talking about how they're the digital soldiers who can understand the horrifying truth of our world and the incredible burden they have to bear, but they, they still need little Pepe there, letting them know that we, we still got this, bros. Don't give up the fight. You got it. And it, it, it's adorable. It's absolutely, I mean, I've never seen an anti-QAnon person being like, keep it, keep it up, guys. We're doing great. And you just maybe that should be Sarge's gimmick on Twitter. Like every day, Sarge's morale boost. Just yeah, telling it. telling anti-QAnon people to keep fighting that bullshit, guys. We're doing great. Just crushing it. I mean, honestly, I think the I think the anti-QAnon community could probably use a little more levity in it. Like a lot, a lot of a lot of the Twitter I see is, man, that's some serious business. Oh yeah, it makes me feel like it makes me feel like I'm doing something wrong because it's just like yeah, I'm sort of in this game, but I would be like number like you know twelve hundred or whatever on that <laughs> list, and uh, mostly I spend my time talking about cartoons from the eighties. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I've been reposting a lot of old Power Ranger gifs. I just I just try to find relevant gifs that I know about because of my pop culture acumen, and then I I will throw them in where appropriate. And sometimes something will get my, uh, my 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 blood boiling, and I will go on there and I will tweet angrily about people on the right wing. You know, uh, much like you, I for, I forgot the question. I think uh, it's answered it, now. Yeah, it's answered now. We took I took care of it. I I, I I much like Atlas put that question on my shoulders and handled it. I think it was. I, a, I, I did not. I don't know any of the people you talked about, so that was always yeah. going to be all you. Yeah. So uh, thank you for the question, Sub-Zero Shirt Art. And uh, up next is Ace Oasis, who asks, uh, do you feel like the HBOQ documentary has spent too much time on the internal politics of 8chan and not enough on how belief in the conspiracy spread and, if, and, and affected U.S. politics? Yes. Uh, yeah, we definitely, we definitely already covered this, so we don't yeah, have to go this question. Short answer, million, yes. Yeah. Long answer, yes. Yeah, <laughs> one, million, one million percent. Like, again... I really do hope that by episode four, this thing does a pivot because uh, as someone brought it up, um, like documentaries oftentimes are uh, calamitous accidents. Uh, have have you, either of you guys seen or heard of uh, capturing the Freedmans? No, no, not really. Not ringing a bell. Oh, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's the darkest documentary you'll like ever fucking see. And it started off with a guy just like trying to uh, get into uh, like birthday clowns in New York. And he just started like finding like all these people like talking about their lives and what it's like to go out and do this entertainment. And then he runs into the Freedmans and the father uh, gets arrested and convicted for being a pedophile. 
And then one of the sons gets aggressively railroaded with the same charges. And like, literally his lawyers are like, dude, you have to plead guilty to something. Just take it. Whatever deal they take, whatever deal they offer you, just take it. Cause if like you don't, you're like, you're fucked. There's not a jury on earth. That's going to believe like what you're saying you're done. So this kid ends up like doing uh, at least like 10 years in prison over just like horrifying bullshit because this was like back in the day when you could just kind of do the thing where like, where, where on the doll did the bad man touch you? And if the child points in the right spot, you like basically celebrate and pat them on the head and tell them, yeah, you're a good boy. And it was just like, holy shit, that guy could never in a million years have like figured out where that documentary was going to go when he started it. But uh, I feel like that's where this documentary is. And I really, again, I hope that like they understand what they're filming and that like they, they change what's going on. They, they, they change the focus from this free speech and these weird people who have these kooky beliefs and should they be allowed to say these things to actually this is an internet death cult and it's terrible and it's tearing apart families and it's really bad and we need to aggressively work to like debunk, stop, and denounce these people. And I hope they can do that. If they don't, then I'm going to be really upset with the, the, the finished product. <laughs> Despite the, despite the harsh realities of uh, researching this sort of stuff, hope springs eternal for Mr. Mike Rains. <laughs> That's me. Oh, God. The doe-eyed optimist that I am. Oh, oh Sunday night, I'm going to fall right off the turnip truck, and before I even dust myself off, I'm going to click on HBO Max and just hope it gives me what I'm hoping for. It's going to be so good. Uh, and finally, uh, Shunka Wheatko, God, I probably butchered that name, uh, says, I want to know more about why Tracy Beans might have skipped the big show on January 6th. I mean, she was, is all up in my, in Flynn's bowels. She had to know something. Uh, Who the hell is this Beans person? They keep coming up in conversation today. Who is the Beans uh, she was one of the three uh, original, like, hardcore promoters of Q. She was, like, the, the first, like, YouTuber that was trying to, like, cr- get Q off of the chans and onto YouTube as a thing that was, like, really important. It was her, Paul Ferber, who gets a lot of run in the uh, thing, and also uh, Coleman Rogers, a.k.a. Pamphlet Anon, who uh, Col- uh, Pamphlet Anon and his wife uh, today... Uh, because they were in the HBO documentary and they're now getting a lot more heat than usual, uh, they've decided that uh, Q and Q wasn't real. It was a psyop. And guess what? The Jews were behind it. Oh, so, shucker. So, yeah. So in, in typical uh, anti-Semitic conspiracy theory based bullshit, a bunch of people who believed in an anti-Semitic conspiracy theory have apologized for it and claimed that it in and of itself is an anti-Semitic conspiracy theory. So uh, that was really wild. But you, you so you had that was basically it. like Paul Ferber was the guy that was like hardcore on 8chan. That was the original board that Q was posting on. Then uh, you had the you had Pamphlet Anon running Patriot Soapbox, and you had Tracy Beans as the original like YouTuber 
that was uh, trying to get it off of like just child porn, hell world, awful chan boards and onto like polite social media on YouTube. And so like the three of them were kind of doing that stuff. And now Tracy has been kind of distancing herself from QAnon. She dips her toe back in and all that kind of stuff. She tries to be an influencer outside of it and so on and so forth. Her brand is a little different. Uh, I think that she probably avoided January 6th the way um, a lot of these people did by just seeing that it was a really bad idea. Um, And you, there were people that were on the ground, but they realized that actually entering the Capitol was uh, really bad. Like Alex Jones was on the ground, didn't go in. Uh, Nick Fuentes was on the ground. It looked like he went in from some photos, but it wasn't him. Unlike his moron friend, Baked Alaska, who I hope gets 10 years or more for walking in because fuck Baked Alaska, that giant dum-dum. But um, I, I just think on the whole that there were a lot of people who knew that nothing good could come of January 6th, that uh, this was going to be uh, a loser for uh, the QAnon community because uh, Biden was going to win the election. There was no way they could actually stop it. And anyone who knew things knew that was true. So uh, don't get too involved. And if are you, you are saying the- that their, their digital army maybe wasn't masculine enough to <laughs> fight in a, in our war. If they had had uh, strong Chinese men, oh, don't storm- get me started about the Chinese army. Oh my goodness, with their yeah, multi-pack it, it, abs. Oh, so. oh yeah, if, yeah. If if they had had strong Chinese men uh, storming the Capitol with their twelve packs, they probably would have actually. Uh, Mike Pence would have saw them coming, would have soiled himself, and declared Donald Trump president for life, and the Congress would have gone along with that. Snyder, just all yes, abs. all abs. All abs, all slow motion, all of these things. They, they, they would have they would have deactivated the hologram Biden, and that would have been that. Yes, absolutely. What if they deactivate the hologram Biden, and it turns in he's Liberty Prime? He just turns into a giant robot. Uh, then doesn't have I, sex with anything. I mean, <laughs> I mean that would be great, especially that last part because wow. <laughs> I want to make it clear: this is not a sex robot. This is a death robot that is under the Joe Biden hall. I, th- I think I think by default robots are not, unless you assign them that role. I, I feel I feel like it's safe. I feel like none of us are ever going to assume that any robot in a given conversation is meant for <laughs> sex. That was. Uh... That's like I, I I just saw on Twitter a few minutes ago. Someone posted a, a sign for a house, and on the for sale sign it said "Not haunted." So <laughs> uh, thank thank goodness for that. I I wonder what all those houses that don't have that proviso on them are hiding. I think so. it's in Louisiana. There's a uh, you have to disclose in like real estate disclosures. House might be if you believe it to be haunted. I think you're. There's a law in the books that you have to disclose the house might That's be gone. awesome. Oh man, I I could I be making to... that up, but I like I am part of the real. You know state. who else could be making it up? Anyone who's ever seen a ghost <laughs> or a hologram. Yeah, they're all just holograms. But they're all deep state holograms trying to trick you into thinking that like you know antebellum South fashion was cool or Projected that like space laser. young Japanese girls are terrifying. 
holograms, man. They can do whatever they want with it these days. It's wild. They brought Tupac back for the dead with a hologram like 10 years ago. Remember when they did that? Holog- yeah. Holograms, man. That's the name of the episode. Yes. <laughs> holograms, man. The HBO pod, the HBO documentary on QAnon and holograms, man. Oh, that's well. Thanks, that's for, what we're thanks here for, for your question. Uh, <laughs> wow, yet another yet another mailbag going off the rails. Uh, well, it looks like that's probably going to wrap it up for uh, for us this week. Uh, another successful episode. Good week. Depending on your definition of success. Uh, before we go, though, we do have to. We do have to get to the the sticky business of hitting you up for money, but we do this every week, and very rarely do we give back to the community. So I'm happy to say that uh, we're we're starting to give back to the community in the form of even more content that uh, you you don't have to pay for. It's gratis. It's for free. You can support it if you want to, uh, but you don't have to pay anything for it. Uh, and that is a new pop culture focused uh podcast uh finally uh that sarge and i have been working on called binge wordy yay binge wordy the binge wordy podcast we've we've done a couple of episodes that we've uploaded that were sort of like testers uh you know we haven't really been promoting uh that heavily but uh our our forthcoming episode uh on Zack snyder's justice league which just dropped is going to feature our first ever oh yeah they're working on those tiles uh our first ever special guest, and that's going to be Mr. Mike Rains there to discuss uh, Snyder's bulging cut, which is a terrifying and awful way to describe a thing. So uh, there you go, folks. A, a little a little free content that we're, we're happy to start promoting here. Uh, so if you ever wanted to hear me and Sarge talk about more pop culture nonsense, uh, we figured, hey, if, if, if Kevin Smith can have a podcast network with a bunch of content on it, boy, howdy, that shit has to be pretty easy. Um, yeah, so. and we haven't we haven't talked about sex robots yet, but we might review the Sci-Fi Channel show Humans, which is about sex robots. So stick around. And, and I mean, you're like you you are on the show, and apparently you've got the shit on the brain. So I can only imagine how often it's going to come up in, in the episode this week. It's going to be terrifying. I mean, one of, one of the characters in the movie we're talking about is a cyborg, and it's like I'm already. It hasn't happened yet. I've already got PTSD over it. Well, he's uh, anyway. He's <laughs> ugly. Back, back, wow. You uh, horrifying monster. How dare you? Um, anyway, to, to get things back on topic. So that, that's a new podcast we're putting it out. It's free. That's us giving it back to the community. Now, if you want to give back to us, you can do that by putting some money into the Patreon at Poker and Politics. Or if you like the idea of what we're doing, but you don't want to give us specifically any dough, you just want to help the cause, well, then good news. At love146.org, you can go ahead and donate your money there and support uh, you know, anti-child trafficking stuff, the stuff that Q claims they're about, but they don't really do anything to help or stop because they're too busy, you know, uh, defending themselves in court by saying every word that they've ever uttered has been bullshit, which is like <laughs> a bold defense. Am I right, guys? <laughs> uh, so, cool. yeah. Uh, or if you want to follow us on uh, on our various social media platforms, you can go ahead and do that, too. Uh, Mike Rain's at Poker and Politics on Twitter. Uh, Sarge is at Hellworld Sarge. And I am at Hellworld L. Uh, Hellworld, of course, being spelled with a Q instead of an O, because aren't we clever lads? Anyway, uh, for this week's episode of the Adventures in Hellworld podcast. Oh, sorry. Before I go, I almost forgot uh, voiceover work by our boy Frosty. You can find him on Twitter at VO Frosty. Uh, new intro music is provided by DJ Minimal Effort. And uh, do we have anybody else to shout out this week? Uh, uh, you, you, how do you? How do we spell our new podcast? And is it all one word? It is. 
It is one word. And it, it's binge, like binging, B-I-N-G-E, and then wordy, like being wordy or talkative, a W-O-R-D-Y. So binge wordy podcast. All one word. Get Can we give there. credit to the people that are drilling in the background? Uh, well, I guys. mean, hey, I, I, told, I told the audience up front the fucking drilling was going to happen. And there's no way for me to do the outro and have my mic muted. So <laughs> I know, I, I'm just wondering if they could get a shout out to give them a plug. Uh, uh, yeah, shout, uh, shout out to the dude who are making my bathroom look beautiful AF by installing new tile in it, even though it's uh, getting in the way of podcast recording because, you know, you boys only got so many days off. Anyway, so for this week's episode of the Avengers and Hellworld podcast, uh, I've been Hellworld L. Uh, signing off for Mike Rains and Hellworld Sarge. Good speed, Patriots. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.